Welcome everybody to Cosmic Dust. This is the final episode, episode 14, with my brother, Nicholas Arney. Nick, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hello, audience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is off to a good start. Uh, my name is Nick. I'm Ben's brother, as he said. Um, I am 25 years old. I am a musician. I play guitar and I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I graduated two years ago from Western Connecticut State University. Uh, I went there to study jazz guitar. I also got a minor in writing. And um, I'm also a teacher, so I work uh, two jobs as, as a private music teacher and I also some private students um so yeah that's that's pretty much the deal i just i write and play a lot of music and i teach a bunch of stuff like that. finally a proper intro <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> okay but to be honest i told them to prepare beforehand um but uh yeah oh, wait i didn't know that you had a, a writing minor is that just like regular writing not like songwriting yeah it's professional so I took, um, yeah, it's, uh, like writing for like lawyer people and stuff like that, like no, pro not, writing. No, like, um, like basically the, the way the minor worked was you had to take two classes from the different areas of writing. So I had to take two creative writing classes. I had to take two like, technical or professional writing classes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it's sort of. Okay, cool. Just yeah. All I mean, that explains all the books that you have. <laughs> I, I guess, but that's really another story. <laughs> I have like 50 books on the table. Like, yeah. It's about 50, right? It's in the 40s, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what quarantine does to people. <laughs> Sick. Um, but yeah, biggest thing about you is music. So I wanted to talk about music inspiration and obviously. That comes from father and <laughs> other places, but um, yeah. yeah, what 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 are your music inspirations? Um, yeah, definitely us growing up with dad being so musically inclined was definitely a big initial part. Um, yeah, like around seventh or eighth grade, I remember he was. Do, do you remember when he used to bring us downstairs? I was thinking about this downstairs when we first had iPods and we would sit with him in the room and he would play us music and like he would ask us you know do you like this or do you not like this yeah and and we we used to all share a computer so like we couldn't just put our own music on our iPod right dad was the only one that had an iTunes account <laughs> like we weren't even allowed to have an iTunes account so we had to go to him like when we wanted to get a new song mm -hmm. or when we just wanted new Music. So I remember it was sort of like a little adventure. We would go down there and he would play me stuff that he wanted me to like. And some of it I would like and some of it I wouldn't. Yeah. And then I would ask him for stuff. And at the time, I was super into Elvis and Santa Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember that age. Yeah, I was Christ. a huge Elvis <laughs> phase. Um, and he 
he would just, you know, give me Elvis songs like a couple at a time. He wouldn't give me the whole record. So I would have like, you know, I started off with 10 or 15 Elvis songs and then a week later he'd give me two more, you know, until eventually I acquired the whole album. But in retrospect, it's kind of hip that he did that instead of just giving me the whole record because I got to know like the songs better because I only had like a handful to pick from. So yeah, that definitely started. I mean, I tell students all the time when they ask me about like music growing up, like the joke about how dad wouldn't let us sit at the table unless we knew the four Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, that sentence alone kind of circumferences says a lot yeah. about like our childhood <laughs> um, for sure i i vaguely remember those days of like going downstairs to the computer room and just like downloading music and, uh, yeah uh you 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 got to have a lot more uh music with curse words i remember uh and it, and i felt like it was dad. unfair um dad, but, dad let me have uh the green day album yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I actually ended up getting in trouble anyway, because um, in like sixth or seventh grade, we had like a computer class mm -hmm. and uh, dad had a music blog. So we like basically copied him. Yes. Do you remember like yeah. we had our own little blogs? Yeah. So um, I, what was that program? Wiki? Wiki, Wiki Spaces? Wiki, yeah, spaces. Wiki Spaces. I think yeah. it was that. Yeah. yeah. And I did a music blog and I posted about the uh greatest hits scorpion album right and rocky like a hurricane yes yeah, yeah. and all those lyrics are very very sexual if you've ever <laughs> listened to rocky like a hurricane it has nothing to do about inclement <laughs> weather it is very much about intercourse and but we sixth, didn't know that yeah sixth grade catholic boy me was like oh yeah i'm gonna post this you know and the greatest hits cover is like a dude like putting his hand up a woman's skirt like so like and i put that on the on the page like thinking yeah this is fine i see this all the time because it's on my ipod right you know right right, <laughs> right. and yeah they called home and i remember yeah mom screamed at that <laughs> screamed it's funny though, got dad so probably didn't realize like No, he didn't. He really didn't. Yeah, he probably didn't think anything of it. Yeah, no, he now. he admits to the say he's like, "You know what? Like to be honest, like I really wasn't even thinking about the lyrics myself. I was just like, yeah. when I listen to that song, it's like I mean, it's just the riff yeah. and the vocals." And he likes the energy of that fun. song. So, yeah. he, he's not thinking about what they're talking about. You know, a funny thing that happened to me that's very similar to that. When I was teaching, um, I had a student who's no longer a student of mine uh, a couple years ago. He was probably 10 or 11 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was having kind of trouble getting him motivated and, and into um, playing guitar. His mom was a music teacher, so I think she kind of wanted to pass that on to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he told me, he was like, oh, my favorite artist, uh, well, I like country music most, that's what he said. He said his favorite artist was Chris like okay like i like chris stapleton um i'm not i'm not the biggest like fan of modern country music but i like chris <laughs> and uh so chris has a song called um a popular song called uh, uh, what's 
go get stoned or something like okay. that. Yeah. Um, something, it's something stoned in the title. And uh, it was a really easy song. It's a three chord song. I was trying yeah. to find a Chris Stapleton song like that he could play because he was a beginner. And it was like, it's sort of like a GCD, Sweet Home Alabama type, like really easy. And so I wrote the chords in the book and I had the title. And the next week, the mom came in and she was like, <laughs> hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And I was oh, like, no. sure. And she came in on a day where her kid didn't have a lesson. So I was like, why uh. is she here? And she opened his notebook and put the song in front of me. And I was like, okay. And, and she was like, like, don't you think there's like something else he could be learning? Like, why are you doing this? And I thought she was just talking about music because she's a music teacher. Yeah. I thought, you know, I thought she was saying it was too difficult for him as a beginner. And I was like, no, listen, like, if he just applies himself, like, he can learn these little chords and, and then he'll be able to play the song. Like, it's not that far out of reach. And she just stared at me. Like, she didn't even say anything. And she kept looking at me and then looking at the paper. And then I, I was so visibly confused. And then I just kept looking at the paper and her face. And for like, <laughs> for like 30 seconds, and nobody said anything. And then my brain finally was like, dummy she's talking about the title and i was like oh oh you're 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 mad about the the song name and she was like yes <laughs> yeah she was the like, part about getting stoned and it didn't it never occurred to me i thought nothing of it because yeah. like what does he know about marijuana he's 10 yeah know? like um and uh yeah but i thought it was kind of lame that he gets to listen to it at home with his dad, but she's mad at me for teaching it. Right. Like, yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know. that's that's dumb. That's yeah. difficult. Oh, <laughs> damn. That that's so funny though. <laughs> yeah, it's just standing there, like really off. Don't worry, like he's good. Like he, yeah, he, he can get this. Like don't even worry about it. Like <laughs> I wish she had just said like I'm mad about this instead of yeah, and play like a guessing game. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's we, funny. I wanted to go back to what I said before, which is like the Rocky like a hurricane thing. Mm -hmm. How Dad listens to that, he won't listen to the lyrics, and he'll feel the energy of the song. But we still can't get him to listen to like hip hop and rap and like. Well, yeah, I I R and B yeah. to an extent. He to an extent. He's not a big fan of modern R and B. Yeah, for he, sure. He loves like a lot of old school. Love Sam Cooke. I mean, that's how I found about him. He loves Ray Charles, mm -hmm. like the Motown stuff. But um, sort of anything in like '90s and beyond, like any of the neo soul stuff. Like, yeah. like one time we were outside and I had D'Angelo music going on, and he was just like, "Every song sounds the same." It's <laughs> like, no, no. It <laughs> I yeah, with rap, I don't know what it is. I just think it's just the fact that it's not safe. Harder. Yeah. Like mom I, and dad. Yeah, I was gonna say mom yeah, and mom dad. especially. I mean, I talked about Hamilton on the on the show already oh, when yeah. she tried to watch it. No, she'll, <laughs> she'll never be able to get into rap. There's no rapper that could do this. <laughs> you know, unless one or unless one of us became a rapper, and, and that would be the only rap. I think that's I think that's like my next step. You know, like no. I think after after I'm done with art, I'm just gonna like move on and be like a. A SoundCloud rapper or something. 
and I'm gonna make beats. Yeah, but you'd have to you'd have to rap about nice things for mom. Put support. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh my god. But um, yeah, I I remember when I first started this show. By the way, welcome to my sweaty room where I do the show. Uh, <laughs> sure, you've never been here before, but um, <laughs> we don't actually live together. No, of course not. Uh, but I remember when I started the show and I said, we do an interview, we have to talk about mom and dad, which we already kind of are. But I did want to throw in a question sure. about um, like parenthood. Do you think that you would be a good parent based on how our parents have raised us? Yikes. Yeah. Question. <laughs> Pulling out the deep ones. Um. Yes. Yeah. I think yes. Okay. Is my straightforward answer. Do you want to be a parent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do. That's cool. Uh. I know. I don't think you do. Or you're at least like. I'm ambivalent. Yeah. Towards the situation at the current moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to be. I. I don't want to be a parent anytime soon. Yeah. Uh. Like certainly not within the next five years. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I've always imagined one day having a family mm -hmm. and I definitely want a wife, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's definitely something I've always wanted. Um, yeah, I feel like in general, I think we were raised well. Like, yeah. I feel like I definitely can't give anything under a B, you know, like definitely <laughs> B plus, you know, definitely B plus to A minus, like. But that's okay, you know. Yeah, this, yeah. In some areas, yeah, for sure. Um, no, for sure. And I totally agree with you. I, I don't think I want to be a parent anytime soon. But I think that if I were to be in the future, I would be prepared. Yeah, because I think we got a lot of good things, and then like. I think generally the way like raising people goes is like just try to correct the mistakes that your parents make. Yeah. For so sure. like uh, never ever talking about sex would probably be a thing <laughs> that I would change. Uh, yep. I think I feel like at least when I was growing up, I was probably the only kid uh, that probably didn't have like the talk. Mm -hmm. I don't, did you get the talk? At, I, at what age specifically do you mean, like growing up? Um, like when when did kids around you start being like, oh, this mm -hmm. is uh... probably like I feel like I remember guys becoming more conscious of girls like around seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, um, yeah, and it, and it was like pretty innocent at the time anyway. Like we we went to Catholic school as as you said. Yes. Um, so there was 30 kids in my class. Yeah, just about. If that. Um, so, like, so around 7th or 8th grade, people started having crushes, or even, you know, one or two people, like, were dating. Yeah. No. We never, I don't think, no, no, I, I did have a few cases of, like, dating, quote, yeah. air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> in, in that grade. But that's, that's when it started for me, too, is, like, around 7th grade, people were like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> like 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, mom and dad never talked to me about it though. I had to f figure it out like on my own. Yeah, I mean, that's what I assumed. I, yeah. I figured like you didn't get anything that drastically different from me. No, I mean, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the only uh, when I went to college. We were unpacking stuff in my dorm, and I was borrowing a suitcase that they had, mm -hmm. and uh, it had a, a single condom in it that was probably <laughs> left over from a vacation or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I still have it in my room. That's hilarious. Uh, obviously, I. I like how they gave you a condom. <laughs> well, it was an accident because it was just in the bag. Like oh they didn't my. want to give it to me. Like, we were unpacking stuff. <laughs> and it just happened. And it just happened that there was a single. Uh... And then I remember dad looking at it, like, with, like, mortified eyes. <laughs> and mom was just kind of like, uh, yeah, you can have that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh. Bro, that was okay. your sex <laughs> Yeah. And I was also, uh, 19. Like, 19. <laughs> yeah. No, it had to be younger than that, right? No. Or was it just moving into college? Just moving into college, like, literally into my first dorm. You were 19 when you moved into college? Uh, it had to be, like, 17. No, oh, maybe I was 18. Or 18, yeah. Yeah, maybe I was 18. Definitely. Yeah, actually, I probably, probably was 18, because I, I think I turned 19 in December. December. Yeah, yes. so I was, I was 18 years old, yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. I mean, at least you got that. I didn't get it. Actually, all I got was from mom saying like, oh, if you're ever doing it, like just wear a condom. That was it. That's I, all I, I didn't even get that. That's, that's I mean, I guess that was implied. I, I assume it was implied. <laughs> with but I, I quickly uh, just threw that in some, <laughs> some bag. Oh, I actually, I threw it in uh, awful, but I, oh God. <laughs> Mom gave me this thing called a god bot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wait, is that the thing from the song? What song? In your song? The condom in the box, that line in one song? Or is that, am I just making that up? I think you're just making that up. Am I seriously just yeah. making that up? I posted about it on Instagram one time, I don't know. Oh, maybe I am, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I posted a picture of the condom on Instagram. Yo, I can't. <laughs> But yeah, she gave me this box when I uh, when I moved out because it was like you know I was the first kid to move out of the house temporarily, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was like this big ordeal. Even though I was only like fifteen yeah, no, minutes it from was, our house, it was a big but ordeal. You, I mean, you remember more than I remember yeah. it. I don't even know what it was like when I left. I can't imagine what that. Was it was like. bad too, but I I guess we'll never be able to. We'll compare, never be able to. You know, because we weren't no. there. <laughs> um, I think mom was the most sad when. Mom, oh, yeah. more, more than you moving out, you being in Japan was, that Thanksgiving was the most internally wrecked I've ever seen her. And she made the best meal she's ever made. Holy shit. That's too funny. But, okay, the God box thing. Oh, okay, so she gave me this box, um, and she called it a god box. I don't know where she got this idea from. But uh, she wrote something on it in the glitter. And, and uh, uh, basically it was like, 
if you're having a hard time with something, like write it down and put it in the God box and then like God will take care of it. And uh, you know, like, in, like just that aspect of it is not a bad idea. It's actually a pretty good idea just to write out your feelings and then put it somewhere. It's almost like writing a letter to someone and not sending it, you know, like yeah. sometimes that can be therapeutic in itself. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's, it's, it's, it was a cool idea. Um, but I ended up, yeah, what's the symbolism for throwing the condom in the god box? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I used to put gig money in there too. So like okay. when I was playing at school, um, I did a couple of gigs uh, at, uh, at this bar by Westcon. And uh, it almost became a regular thing, but they got a karaoke machine. So <laughs> I got replaced by a karaoke it was, it was a pretty steady gig for a couple of weeks, so I, I think I have like a, I made a couple hundred dollars from that, and then Dad gave me two hundred dollars when I left for school, and that's still in the box. Okay. So there's like a couple hundred dollars that's just sitting in the box. You just love to hoard money. You're just a dragon. You're just a dragon that takes gold and just puts it in his lair and sleeps in it. That's what you. Do. That's what you are. You know that, right? <laughs> so. I, <laughs> I have a weird relationship with money, and he's got a chair in his room that he actually stacks like cash, like not and checks, just like on, and like it'll pile up for months, like on end, and he'll do this every like six months or so, and be like, oh, time to see like how much money's on the chair, and like he'll text our group chat and just be like. Hey guys, want to guess how much money's on the chair? And takes a picture of it and sends me the money that's in the room right next to me. And I'm over here with my $500 looking ass. You're, you're leaving out the best part. The best part is that if you guess the right amount, I'll give you all the money. And he won't. <laughs> and he won't. That's because I know. Obviously. But that's because none of you would ever guess the right amount. That's absolutely correct, because there's so much just piled on the chair. <laughs> so in theory, I would give it to you. you know? But God. no one would ever guess. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I just got like a brain in. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so I have a weird relationship with money that's improved a bit in the last year or so. Um, it has. It very legitimately has. Um, no, I'd say so. I'd say yes. Yeah. The amount of money that you saved up. Yeah. That's not what I mean. So, uh, I I am a hoarder in general with pretty much all things. Okay. Not, yeah. Not just money. I mean, you mentioned the forty books on the table. I have five hundred CDs in my room. That's fair. you know I like yeah I am a hoarder for sure. Um, you you are a dragon. Yeah. You just you just collect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So with money, like, um, it stems from a couple different things. One, I have this very deep, uh, irrational fear of, of, of being very poor and homeless. And, Jeez. And I've been saving up money for a long time because I know that I'm going to one day have to quit all my jobs and then try to become, like, try to pursue what I really want, which is being a musician and I have to give that a fair shot for a certain amount of time 
So a lot of this money that I'm saving up is for that period when I'm not going to be as financially stable as I am right now. Yeah. Like I could keep working teaching jobs. Uh, you know, I, I just picked up a third teaching job today. Yeah. And like, you know, I could just do that game and then teach at a college and, you know, whatever. I can just do that. So that's always there. But um, so the, the money is for like, when I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go take a van and just go like ride around the country and try to play music, and uh, so that's that's part of it. Um, the other part is just like, I feel like I was conditioned to be. I feel like I was conditioned to save money, and you, for whatever reason, were not. <laughs> like we grew up. I have this memory of like when I was vacuuming my room, I I sucked up some quarters by accident mom got really mad at me and that always stuck with me like she's she's she got angry that I sucked up like 45 cents you know right. and uh, uh, I just like I just that's like my earliest memory of money and so I yeah. remember we would get Christmas money mine would go in the bank <laughs> and you would spend it on a video game or yeah. a car you know whatever a whatever toy, like immediately yeah and I feel like not that much has changed. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> between oh, us. Oh no! <laughs> um, oh no! <laughs> not at all. With with the exception of I feel like in the last year I've become less frugal and less cheap with money. Yeah. Um, and that's because of um, my friend Riva, and I, I. She gets all the credit for this. We, you know, we like last year when we were gigging a lot together. We going out to eat a lot before or after gigs you know so like uh it's funny with, with this quarantine that's been going on uh, i saved so much money for eating out i didn't right. realize how much money i was spending <laughs> eating out of places but yeah you never do <laughs> um so we were going out to eat a lot sometimes by ourselves sometimes with friends or people that came to gig and uh i remember there was Actually, you were there. This, remember that time we went to um, the diner, the big diner with all the, the TV? No, no, it wasn't the diner. Remember we went to that fancy-ish restaurant in Newtown uh, with Laura mm. and, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and Christian was there. There was like ten yeah, of us. It was day. outside. Yeah, yeah, and, I remember that. And the uh, the waiter or the waitress like put something on my check that was not mine or mm -hmm. something like an extra like three dollars or something I was like I don't want to pay for this like who you know yeah like, it was I think it was Christians whatever so we uh they had to change it on the check and, it was just, whatever. and I remember the next day she was kind of just like uh she was like I know I probably shouldn't say this and I have no right to criticize you or whatever but like what was this the deal like why not just like pay the three dollars like, yeah like what does it matter you know yeah and, and like um, initially I was kind of like well I didn't buy it like yeah. in my head it's like well, why would I pay for something that's not mine and meanwhile I've done that for people where it's been like up to like 20 or 30 dollars like sure yeah anymore. I was never like, that person yeah ever. yeah yeah and um <clears throat> you know it just kind of made me realize like like yeah like what is the big deal? What does it matter mm -hmm. if I pay three dollars for someone? He's my friend. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. Uh, and so after that, like, we kind of like sometimes she would buy her dinner, and sometimes I would buy her dinner, 
like it spilled over into other relationships. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'd be out with friends and yeah, I'll just I'll think of dinner maybe some other time. Yeah, you know? it's a change in mindset, you know. Just like understanding that one act of kindness can be like, yeah, it can spread that way. Yeah, so it's been nice to not be as like, like, scroogey. Yeah, yeah, and because it didn't, it didn't feel great. Yeah, no, I I hear that. I hear that. And I'm way less concerned about that. I mean, I'm still a saver in general. I'm not the person that. But you're not like stuff. Money, money. No, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I really, I don't even like money. You know, I just wish (laughs) I didn't have to deal with it. Right. No, it's it's a legitimate fear. So that's just something that that caught up in your life. Yeah, for, for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, this is actually a good segue to talk about another thing about mom and dad, which is uh, what do you think are the the worst traits and the best traits uh, that you've gotten from mom and dad? Yeah, hate this podcast. I know. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I wanted to talk about the money thing um, because. I'm that person that's always like, oh, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it, because that's how dad is. Yes. I've learned that from yes. him for sure, where it's like, don't even worry about it, like it's no object, yeah, like yeah, please yeah. don't stress about it, I don't want you to stress yeah. about it. Yeah. But then like, that will add up, and then I stress about it. Sure, yeah. There's, there's obviously, in every aspect of life, there's like a balance you have to strike. Yeah. Like, obviously, absolutely. if you buy everybody's meal... You know, for every friend, <laughs> every time, that's not cool, and that's gonna cause you a problem. Yes. Um, but yeah, I can. Dad is definitely like that for me. <laughs> so that's one of the that's one of the things. That... So wait, was the question the best and worst traits that I've also inherited, or just best or worst traits in general? Um, in general, or inherited, like I, yeah. Um. This is hard. Uh, this is a tough question. I didn't know we were, I didn't know we were going to be talking about this. Um, uh, I guess sort of from both of them, I I, I kind of have like a, like a sense of perseverance. Mm-hmm. Like I remember growing up, like dad was very adamant about like, I mean, it's super cliche, but he wouldn't let us like give up on things. Yeah. You know, like he like if we didn't want to do something he wouldn't make us do it but like if we were playing a game or in sports whichever when we used to do sports um Mm -hmm. you know he was very adamant about like you know give it your best shot try very hard and if it's something you don't like then don't do it but don't not try yeah and uh yeah i feel like that's something that i've you know kind of gotten from I think it's sort of a necessary trait to have like in the like line of work I am you know like with being a musician like it can take a long time to kind of get where you want and you know I think a lot of the people that at least in my profession that like quote unquote don't make it whatever that even means where they're just not happy with where they are um, is usually because they're just like they get tired of trying or they haven't tried hard enough to like get out like their hometown, right? Or, like, get out of their comfort zone, right? Um, so 
so yeah, I think that's a good trait that I got from both of them. Uh, also, I think uh, like politeness. Yeah. Like I got yeah. from both of them. I, like, I would I would definitely say that I got politeness from both of them. Yeah. Like I feel like like I remember um, sometimes I see like younger kids or like even when we were growing up, I remember other kids like back talking to parents mm -hmm. or being rude mm -hmm. in public. That never happened with us ever. Yeah, and it wasn't because like we had we, the fear we, of God. No, it, it was, was just because, because we were treated like human beings. Yeah, like, <laughs> and there was just this understood, like, mutual respect of like, yeah. you talk to me nice, and I will talk to you nice, and yeah. it was just that was it. Mm -hmm. And it, I, it's actually sort of mind-boggling to me why that isn't more common. Yeah, it's very strange when I see kids like misbehaving in public or talking back to their parents because it, it's just so foreign to me. Like I never right. had that and, uh, and and we didn't it wasn't from a place of fear which I think is really important too. I think yeah. other people have that because they're like afraid of getting hit or spanked or, or yelled at or yelled even, at, yeah. you know. And that like our parents managed to give that to us without negativity yeah which is a huge win for them uh so i you know i think i'm personable with people and i know how to like be professional and be light and be empathetic yeah for sure i was gonna say that uh i have i definitely have mom's like nurturing side yeah uh I, I show that through like my friends and, and family as well. I, like, and I'm also very emotional. That's that's also for mother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I well, I, dad's very emotional too. He just doesn't show it too much. That's that's fair. Yeah, he's shown it more often every day though. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> which is my other bad one, which is the anger. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> the frustration. Sure. I think I think we both have a little bit of that, but I think it's a little bit more you than it's, me. It's different that's, for you yeah, that's than it is for me. The way I've always seen it is like you've had their like their closed inside anger, like when, when they're mad about something and you can tell. Mm -hmm. Like and, and that's how I see it in you. It's like when you're upset, I can see it in you and I'll be like, okay, stick. He's upset. Yeah. And I know how to do that with them too. Right. Um but then when they have their outburst, that's me. Like all the time. Sure. I'm never like sure, yeah. I'm never like you can I'm always out loud about how I feel about things yeah. usually. That's yeah. 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 But that's I mean to, that's like one of the biggest differences between us is mm -hmm. that you're loud about things and I'm quiet. Yeah. You know, like even when when we were kids and we used to get sick sometimes like you wouldn't say anything. i would hide i would hide being sick from from mom and dad yeah because i didn't want to be a burden on people yeah and that's like that's, that's like so the, unhealthy yeah that, but that's like the essence of my life is like yeah. like i don't want to like just i'll deal with it on my own i don't need anybody's help right. like and it's not because i don't want help it's because i don't want to be a burden on someone else yeah absolutely. i'm very open to yeah. help but, but it's like, I don't want to like mess up your day. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so. Oh my god. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, definitely. So I can I can see the anger. Um, and and sometimes like impatience. Oh yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. Uh, more so from on, on dad's side. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't. Um, I actually, I think for me, the biggest, the biggest problem I have, and it's probably more from dad than mom, is uh, I'm very bad at confronting people. I'm, I'm very bad at confrontation, and um, especially when it's like uh, something I, I'm uncomfortable talking about. Right. You know, like, uh, like this. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at like at confrontation, and I've been trying to get better at that yeah. in the last year or two. And I feel like I've made some progress on it, but it's still a little ways to go. Like, I'm the person that like, if you hurt my feelings, I'm gonna wait five days to tell you that. You know? And I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to not be that person. Yeah. So I feel like I've. You know, at this point, I'm probably down to like two days before I tell you. Yeah. So hopefully someday, hopefully soon, I'll be down to like I can just tell someone I'm upset when it happens or shortly after it happens. Yeah. Um, just because I'm I'm not good at like uh, bringing up negative things. I yeah. I like. I have that. I have that issue too. In in some regard, for sure. Like. Um, the other day, I had to talk to a, a friend about something that was like sort of problematic, and I was just like, "I don't know how to how to talk about this." And like, I'll just end up the way the way I talk about these sort of things is like, I'll kind of just like awkwardly say things like, "Oh yes, how are you? That's great." What? By the way. <laughs> Um, this thing is happening, and I'll do it, like, in that exact manner, because I have no idea, like, how else to, like, convey a message. It's terrible. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> it's just bad, but I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, for sure. Fuck. I don't want to talk to my parents anymore. <laughs> We cleared all the bases on that one. Yeah, Let's talk did. about uh, how I shat on you as a kid in video games. That was one of my topics. <laughs> I don't like this topic. <laughs> well, I we can because I, I I don't think every episode, but like most of the episode, people people talked about games, and it's because I have a gamer community. You do. Um, but yeah, we, we played a lot of games as kids. Um, we did, yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's... We basically grew up playing Smash and Mario and all Mario Party, Mario Kart. Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's where the my video game journey adventure began. Yeah. And, um, we kind of fell off. I definitely did. Um, I think I can pinpoint where I fell off too. Uh, I, I think 
one of the Call of Duties, whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever the second group of zombie maps was. Maybe it was Black Ops 2. Oh, okay. Uh, that's probably where I really just, <laughs> that was really the last game I probably played with you. Like, yeah, on, because on the maps started getting too complicated. Yeah, it was, just it was the weirdest thing. It just became like, it became too complicated for me to just intuitively do. Yeah. And I had to actually practice it to be able to play it with you. Yeah. And it didn't matter that much to me. Yeah. Like, I didn't have time to practice a video game because it wasn't that important. It was fun, but, like, when it, it stopped being fun when I had to, like, learn shit, like, to play the game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I have nothing against that. Like, I think video games should be challenging, but, like, I think I was just at that age where it was, like, I don't have time for right. this. Like, I want to play a video game where I don't have to, like... Think about it. Yeah, and yeah. I don't have to, like, play it for 30 hours <laughs> to, like, be passable at it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm getting into this stage, too, now, where um, I'm having trouble playing new games. Like, I'm just, yeah. like... I feel like I'm becoming a boomer now. Like yeah, I mean, I, 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 my my senses are slowing down. <laughs> I don't know if it's like the four years of league that's just dumbed my brain cells down, but like new games are hard for me. Like we started playing this new game called Spellbreak, and yeah. like I'll shit on it, like because uh, there are things to shit on, but for the most part, I am not good at that game, <laughs> and it's a pretty standard like. Uh, third-person battle royale game uh there's nothing super complex about it but i am just like like a dog on the fucking control like i am i am dog shit on on controls like i don't know what's wrong with me like i can't aim properly i'm looking around like so bad like my my senses are not what they used to be i guess for games like that so um I don't know what's up. <laughs> I, I think it's somewhat normal because I was probably around 20 or 21 where like, mm -hmm. where I was like, I can't play this game anymore. I mean, I think, yeah. I think like by 20 or 21, my, the amount of time I spent playing video games was, was, was very, very low. short. I yeah. Mean, I Whereas to me, I was, you know, I, like you said, I would use my Christmas break and buy games yeah. there every week. So I was buying games all You You played by yourself. Yeah. I, I stopped playing video games by myself probably in high school. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, for sure. I can't remember the last game I played by myself. <laughs> I played Crazy Taxi in my dorm <laughs> every once in a while for like yeah. 20 minutes. I brought that into my dorm room too. <laughs> yeah. And it was more fun when people were watching too. Like when I was literally by myself. Yeah. It was fun for like 10 minutes while I was singing, <laughs> singing the songs. And, then, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm alone. It was, it's funny, when I downloaded Crazy Taxi for uh, Xbox One, um, they have a different soundtrack, so we had it for GameCube, so it's a completely different soundtrack that is not um, The Offspring, which is sacrilegious yeah, in my mind. It's a crime. I mean, the, the alt soundtrack is not that bad, but like, to not hear, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like immediately as the car goes, like it's not crazy taxi. Let's get ready to play crazy, crazy taxi. taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Driving around crazy taxi. <laughs> that game is sick. Uh, but yeah, um, so when are you playing League? Uh, <laughs> uh, next question. <laughs> next question. Uh, 
<laughs> I honestly I don't think I'm ever gonna play a video. Nah, game I don't expect again. you to. I don't, I don't foresee it. To be fair, like I don't think I'll ever stop playing games. I don't because I, I I find so much enjoyment in it and like it's just become so much of like who I am, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> um so if I become, you know, a pleb gamer, then I guess I guess it, it must happen, but yeah. I'll still be able to whoop anybody in Smash around the, these parts, at least. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, but yeah, you definitely get something out of it that I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think, and it's funny. I was explaining this to mom the other day because she was talking to me about how she couldn't sleep and that she would like to read when she sleeps because like. It's a good escape for her yeah and i was like oh like yeah i totally understand that um because that's why i play video games like sure i am granted that escape through a simulated like universe essentially like yeah your book is a simulated universe that you're traveling through yeah. uh mine is the same thing i just have more control over it uh in a physical sense mm -hmm. rather than an imaginative sense um so i don't know i think that it it's also about role playing um you know immersing yourself into a character yeah that's that's yeah. a big part of it um i mean i think a big part about life is is getting away from it oh yeah like, for sure i mean I, I just think a lot of art and a lot of uh i think art pretty much exists <laughs> like to to take yourself out of your reality and go into that yeah reality and, and that's kind of why i view games as as an art form because there's there's so many of the fine arts that go into game creation there's the visual arts yeah. and then there's the musical arts yeah. like yeah and then there's the cinema cinematography like yeah the visual the like, puzzle solving right yeah so i i don't know i i just uh i it's maybe it's an escapist route, but I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's two ways to look at it. Like it's it's escapist, but it's also like sort of, in my opinion, like what is the best about humanity? Mm -hmm. Like I like watching or listening to great art because it reminds me of what human beings are capable of. Mm -hmm. um, like I just watched this documentary on Nina Simone the other night, and uh, she's been like. Over the past probably six months, just slowly creeping into like you know one of my favorite artists, um, you know that I've discovered in the last few years. Mm -hmm. And what I really admire about her is like when you watch her perform. Like I watch videos of her on YouTube, and uh, there is an intensity to her and a a level of realness that is so intense beyond what you see in most musicians like it seems like she would die for her art and right. and and like and it's visible that you could tell that she would do that and 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 she's putting every fiber of her being into the performance and i just like watching that is mesmerizing to me mm -hmm. and 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 it brings me to tears and and i watch her performances and she, there's this one video, um, you should watch it sometime. Uh, she plays a song called 
I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. And uh, she opens it up with this piano intro where she's playing the melody on the piano, and it's the most effortless thing you've ever seen. She's playing by herself, and the band comes in, and she's singing, and her phrasing is immaculate. Like she's singing stuff behind the beat. She's changing some of the lyrics, and yet mm -hmm. it retains all the original song. She's changed parts of it, like right. the spirit of the original song is, is there. And um, at the end of the performance, she gets off the piano and she stands up. Her arm goes like like to the side, and, and she jumps off the piano with this intensity that is better than most people's music. Quite frankly, <laughs> like I like, there's this moment that I rewatch of her getting off the chair, being done with the performance, and that like one second alone like takes my breath away. Like, it, it's it's uh, yeah. I I just like I watch that and I am amazed at like what human beings can do, and I like aspire to that. Like I want that's like my dream is to is to be so in the moment that to have that much command over yourself yeah you know? um, it's crazy yeah she's yeah well you so you you know her from from, <laughs> from bojack, bojack from stars and <laughs> which is a crazy amazing song that song brings yeah, me to tears yeah i cry watching that every time yeah and uh, that was in the documentary so this is a really interesting thing i found out so she quit music for a couple of years and went to Africa to live in Africa. Mm -hmm. She left America. She was sick of America. <laughs> and um, uh, she didn't play piano for years in Africa. She said, didn't touch it once. Didn't practice. Didn't sing songs. <laughs> was separate from being a musician for years. And then she ran out of money, so she decided to tour again. And her first show was this jazz festival. And that is the performance that Stars is on. So that concert, which also has the song I was talking about earlier, was her first comeback show after years of not even playing her Jesus instrument. Jesus Christ. Like, can you imagine not playing your instrument for five years? <laughs> not singing, and then coming back, and you can still do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wild. I mean, that performance, when she tells the girl to sit down in the beginning... Have you yeah. seen that? No. Oh man. Yeah. So the the beginning of the song opens up. She starts singing stars. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then a, a person gets up in the crowd, I guess, to leave, oh, go right. to the bathroom or something. And Nina stops playing and she goes, "Hey girl, sit down." <laughs> and then everybody's quiet and then she's like, "Sit down." Like she's angry that they, and she wouldn't start playing again until the girl sat down and then she, the girl sits down. And she goes back into it, and her, I mean, her face is like, she's living that song. Yeah. And it's just, it's otherworldly. Yeah, that's, that's freaky shit. Yeah, and it's beautiful. <laughs> and and yeah. it's, it's absolutely beautiful. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Damn. I, uh, I feel like that's a, that's a good way to end it, but, um, <laughs> if you have any final thoughts... I don't know. Did we get to everything you want to talk about? Uh, mostly everything. We could talk about uh, the future. What do you? What do you? Uh... <laughs> How do you uh, see yourself getting out of COVID ages? Nice. 
Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm frankly, I'm just hoping that sometime next year things will be a little bit more normal. Mm-hmm. At least, like, in so, like, in the musician world, you know, gigs are in a weird place. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, there's some gigs starting to happen. Yeah, I, now, my friend is uh, doing a show, my, my roommate. You know, come November, that's, you know, yeah. going to disappear again for... Oh, for sure. ...another five months. Um, so, I don't know, but I, uh, I've kind of been procrastinating on an album that i've been making yes and uh <laughs> so i think i think my goal is going to be to finish the album like to have it done by the end of the year so like the next three months just like dedicate a certain amount of time each week to just recording and uh yeah and finishing that up so this way when things do like kind of start to come back um i'll be ready and the worst thing that could happen like things come back and like the project isn't done and it's like oh i gotta finish some more stuff right i want it to be done this way you know i can release it whenever i want you know it'll come out next year at some point um but i want to have it done and then i can just figure out when the right time is to for sure put it out there yeah that sounds like the right move Um, and then and then move (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i definitely i definitely gotta get out of here yeah but i don't know where i'm gonna We'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Let's uh, I'll go where the wind goes, dude. It's so hilarious that you actually said that because I told you before that I had an emotional morning, and I'll tell you why the wind has to do with that. Okay. (laughs) Because I was I was cleaning the pool right, yeah, and um, the winds were still kind of strong this morning. We had a huge storm last night, so winds were still heavy and like the wind was blowing leaves towards me um so it was easier to scoop up the leaves to clean the pool and i was like oh that's very convenient i'm just gonna use that to my advantage and i was like oh i wonder if that's why people say go where the wind takes you haha that's very funny and that's when i found the frog (laughs) (laughs) who was there shivering like dying in the water and i was like oh shit so I, I put him in the sun and like, I was like, man, the weather has been so crazy lately and like fall is basically already here. Like this frog is gonna die. Like if it gets colder, like, yeah, like in the next coming days. So I was like, ah, I could save this frog and like potentially put it in a cage and like house it and like buy a heating lamp and like maybe put it and right right (laughs) (laughs) but in that weird moment i had this weird just like nature moment of like okay i'll take care of this and like i went to the back of the house we have like an old rabbit cage that has like a second part to it so i took that off and like cleaned the shit out of it it was so dirty like i (laughs) it was so disgustingly filthy i cleaned it and then um I put like a little cup thing of water, a little dish thing, so that he could like bathe in it. And um, I brought it over and like he was still sitting on the spot where I put him. So I was like, okay, he's still there. 
So I was like, let's see if he wants to go into the, the thing. So I gave him a little little nudge and see if he wanted to go. And he fell off and I was like, uh, okay, like that's fine. Um, you were just aiming for the thing, for sure. So then I tried to get it again and put it into the cage and I was like, okay, now you're there. And I put it by the sun and like, it was sitting there comfortably for a little bit. And then I saw it uh, later as I was cleaning, cleaning the pool, like on the edge, like of the cage. Like, and I was like, okay, it doesn't want to be here. So I was like, <laughs> all right, maybe this isn't my place to be. So, um, of course, it's freaking out as I'm trying to get it out. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, let me just help you one last time and just like let you free. Like, Jesus Christ. So I let it free in the back and I just felt like, why the fuck did I do any of that? <laughs> I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, that was such a weird goddamn spiral of emotions that I went through. And I was like, I guess that's where the wind took me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was my morning. Um, and this has been season one of Cosmic Dust. <laughs> um, I'm planning on having a second season start up next year. Uh, in the meantime, I will be doing some projects and potentially a another podcast that might be coming on air uh, with somebody else as a co-host. So tune in for that. No. <laughs> Dude, I gotta start my own podcast, everybody. All my friends have podcasts. <laughs> gotta get on the wave. But um, yeah, thanks everybody for supporting the show and uh, hope you all have a good rest of the year. Let's all hope for good. <laughs>